0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna Jordan Levine studios.
1: This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
0: There was now one moment where you felt uh, relaxed,
2: or where I felt relaxed out there.
0: Everything was pretty well.
3: I would say nothing outstanding, but nothing bad. The only thing I could uh, probably just touch on and hopefully get better throughout the week is my pace on the greens. But everybody struggles. I mean, Rory struggles. the under struggled, I struggled. It's tough, you know. There's some putts that so you're used to seeing pretty slow, but because the greens are a little more firm, a little more dry, they're rolling out a little bit more, so you got to be careful. And that's what it showed, right, in my case. I was over, over-cautious over a little bit and left myself a couple long putts to to get to the hole.
1: Besides that, it's a good run of golf. I mean, it's, it's really difficult out there. I'm thinking that's John Rom. Yep. Yeah, new daddy. Nicely done. Had a baby uh, Saturday. And they're at Augusta, playing okay. Let's see what we have at the leaderboard, by the way. Wills Alatoris. Wow. Uh, one shot back behind Justin Rose. He's in the clubhouse now. Leishman and Speeth, we've already shared. Harmon as well, all five under. Justin Thomas, four under. Tony Fee now. Siwoo Kim. Uh, also 4-under through 17, and we'll see if he can stay that way. He's putting with a driver. This was the yep. question Kuz asked. Yeah. Does Siwoo Kim always putt with the driver? <laughs> well, and to be fair,
3: like, I don't have the, uh, the volume on, so I just looked over and saw him putting with a driver. I'm like, that's different. <laughs> uh,
1: that's not normal, okay? Okay. But what happened is he broke his putter in frustration after a three-putt. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you can't go get another one out of the car or go to the pro shop and buy one.
3: <laughs> so uh, I three-putt all the time, and I don't break
1: my putter. I have – I, one time – I used to get, like, the cheapest putters, okay? Um, I'm not a big, like, spend-on-the-golf-clubs cl- uh, guy. Okay. And especially on the putter, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Just give me, like, a $20 putter that I find right over there, and I'll use it. Mm-hmm. And I like the put, um, so I would like really not be nice to my putters on occasion. Like they were cheap, so I could literally like bend it. It looked like <laughs> I was bending steel, but I could bend it. And and my by, like by the end of the summer, my putter was like all deformed. <laughs> and and one time, so I had multiple putters for this reason. One time, threw the putter up in the tree. Didn't realize I was throwing it up in the tree, but I threw it. Went up in the tree, never came down. <laughs> I can visualize, like, right? I don't know yeah. what course I was on, but I can actually visualize where I, like, what the tree looked like walking off the green. Uh, and then the sucker never came down. Lost the putter for that round. But, Dang. Uh, it's kind of common, actually. Well, actually, I don't know about common, but even out on the tour, like, those guys do that. Uh, and if you break it out of frustration, uh, you can't replace it. And so, he's putting with the three wood on, the Green's at Augusta National, <laughs> or he's putting with Stryver, not a three-wood. You could put with a three-wood. A
2: tradition like no
3: <laughs> Man, another. <yes. laughs> How do you um, – who was the, – by the way, I, I, with the golf stuff, I only know because I was kind of paying attention to, to it, and uh, my fiancé and I were talking, who was the player that got assessed two-stroke penalty for touching the sand? Oh
1: Yeah, I saw that this morning, uh, Abraham answer.
3: Yeah, but I guess she was saying that it's one of those things that, like, you only catch it because it was on, it's very hard to
1: notice, so she was kind of like. That's the TV stuff going to work.
3: Yeah, she was like, that one I kind of feel
2: like you shouldn't. What well, happens so he, he touched the sand
1: what Well basically if you put your if you ground your club like if you touch your uh the the club to the sand mm-hmm. at all that's a penalty like that's that's <laughs> but, a, that's but, always been a penalty but, but like
3: yeah in this case like it was a tiny little bit
1: of sand that was raised up so it was like was, a grain of sand yeah, on so it, probably on his back yeah. uh, swing so doesn't
2: like, the club touch the sand when you hit the ball Well
1: no, well that's yeah in terms of the pre like the address like when you're setting up for your shot and in your back swing you can't hit the sand Yeah um And so obviously huh. you can hit the sand once you come through the golf ball, but um
2: I mean, who made up that rule where there's such a stickler when it came to the sand? Like, yeah, come on now.
1: There are some really goofy rules, like you. You kind of wonder. Yeah. And, and goofy, somebody out there. Goofy somebody rules. Out there's already for looked a goofy this up. sport. Yes. <laughs> somebody out there's already looked this up and been like, "Come on, man. It's not like we don't say who made that rule up in the MMA.
3: <laughs> um,
1: give me one crazy MMA rule that, that you can. I mean."
2: Nothing as a that'd be like saying when you go in the cage you can't touch the cage though.
3: Well, aren't you not allowed to like grab onto it? Well, at you can't points? grab onto the cage. That's what I mean. But you can but touch Why it. not?
2: <laughs> why can't you? Well, Brent, I mean that that kind of defeats the purpose of <laughs> it's grappling. No like goofy, goofy
1: roll for a goofy
2: sport. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> don't ever. Don't ever compare grabbing to a cage in a grappling exchange. Don't ever compare that to you can't take your golf club that you hit balls with and touch the sand with it. It's Before not I even the in the ball. same realm, not even the same universe.
1: Mm. I'm sure there are goofier. What is kind of the most innocuous rule there is in the MMA? Do you know?
2: Um, well, the one that's probably in terms of the most discussed and the most controversial is, is the 12 to 6 elbow. So the the twelve to six elbow, and, and trust me, if you talk bad about Kyler Murray ever again, I'd love to show you.
1: That is, uh, is that is, I can see that I'm doing that, right? That's Kuz's, like pulling down the. Uh, Kuz is like, currently doing this too in the studio. In well, the, I did it backwards.
3: Spot. I did six to twelve, no, and then it. I went. Why is that? No, no. Oh. no.
2: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, There you go, Brent. There, yeah, twelve. Kind of,
1: twelve to six.
2: <laughs> hey man, you <laughs> throwing an elbow, you're at a Boston's concert right now in the mosh pit. What are you doing? What I, I don't you know, doing, but what man. I feel
1: like I'm doing is, you know, when you ask the truck driver to pull yeah, the horn, yeah, yeah. as a kid, that's what I feel yeah. like I'm
2: doing. So th- this whole rule was <laughs> put into place because, and this is a true story, when they first started making the UFC rules, they watched, you remember like how ESPN2 used to have like those late night karate things where they used to break bricks and stuff and, 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 and boards oh, and yeah, all yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were watching that and they saw somebody like crush like five bricks with a 12 to 6 elbow. And they thought, well, if a guy can crush, you know, six seven bricks what can you do with somebody's skull so that so that's why they took the 12 to 6 elbow out but at the same time you can do the exact same damage with like a 3 to 6 elbow you know like it's
1: it's yeah, you a can stupid hit him in rule. the temple, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. Or you can, oh by the way, you can also kick somebody in the face, yeah. which could probably do some damage as well.
1: So. How about that, by the way? So, yeah, knockout last week. Ooh, oh man. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean
2: on top of that, and that was the same promotion. That was back to back nights. So the first night the guy lost his finger.
1: Oh, that and, was that same thing. And then
2: the second night for the same promotion the guy got that crazy KO.
1: Wow. I I tweet I remember tweeting, I said at least he didn't lose a finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh the by the way, I will give you credit here. Okay. There are innocuous rules in golf, and uh, we abide by them. Yeah, and I don't really know why you can put it in the Z- sand. At least there was don't a do weird your own rule work. in MMA, and you can explain it. Yeah, and, and do you know why? Because I checked the tape. I
2: <laughs> I went on YouTube. I, I I went on YouTube, and somebody broke it down for me. You guys well, should probably do the same thing.
1: Here's what? the thing: when MMA rules came about, there was like HD tape. When golf <laughs> rules came about, there was like I'd have to go get the reel out. You know? I don't know, man. If you go back to
2: the i on VHS. (laughs) And uh, UFC One, That was some pretty grainy footage.
3: Well, and Brent, you can correct me if I'm way off here because I know, like, when you're in the sand, you're supposed to hit kind of behind the ball. Defending the the rule rule now. now. Defending this rule. if, If they can, if the club could touch the sand, you could almost give yourself a marker to aim for. In terms of where you want to get under the defending ball, defending
2: the rule so hard right now for no reason. No, no, no. I'm just curious. Just say it's a dumb rule, Cruz. I understand that your fiance is, and your it, future it, wife works at TPC. I know you and Brent share a nice common bond with the sport of golf. You guys talk about it at nauseum, and that's okay. But come on, man. Between, just say it's no, a dumb no, 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 rule.
3: It's, it's, dumb no, no, no. Between okay. that and then you can gauge how like hard the sand is by maybe doing that. You know, well, like that is
1: that's the intention of the rule right there. You right. just said it. Like if because some sand is deeper than others, and so they they basically they needed to cut off the the rule of okay, what if you put your club in the ground and you can figure it out like there's an inch of sand instead of three inches of sand. Yeah, then you know how so much that can power give you, can you competitive or, uh, a competitive edge, like so you do that with your feet essentially. That's why the guys dig in. Yeah. you know when mm. you see that on TV, mm. no, that's yeah. why that's why they do that.
2: Go ahead and, and mute Brett real quick and answer me this question, okay? At five ten four nine of two thousand and twenty one, you're gonna sit here and say that <laughs> anytime if you're a professional golfer and you touch the sand with your club, no. that's a two-stroke penalty. You're gonna sit here and tell me, Stand up there well, and tell is. me that 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 it's not a dumb rule. It, Just tell me, no, no, no. It's tell a, me it's not it's a dumb, dumb rule. rule. Okay, I
3: think it's even, uh, but it's a rule. So, but, but I it's think a dumb rule. Right, but the way that for, he got penalized, yep. it was literally the smallest (laughs) grain Grain of sand. So, this one, I feel like because they didn't catch it while it was happening live, that's an extra, like, why so, so
2: this? what you're saying, and, and by the way, just burying the sport of golf right now with this conversation. <laughs> but what you're saying is that there was like an instant replay where they use like that, the high yes. definition, cam- yes, and he touched a granule of sand, yes, pretty much that's the real word, by the way, yes. touched a granule of sand, and he got stroke, he got penalized two strokes,
1: yes, yes. after his round. See, that's it where was over, there's a lot of debate whether that's fair or not fair. That you can have the TV couch guy calling in and changing. In the yeah, rules. so like, fan, like, and this fans is what you guys do. Right, and this fans is the sport that in? you guys play. Well, they've okay. changed a little bit of those rulings as well. I don't know exactly what uh, over the last couple of years when they made a bunch of changes. Um, but that obviously happened by looking at videotape. Like, because he didn't. Here's the deal, Austin. you got to call the rules on yourself. And so if you didn't see it happen or didn't call the rule on yourself, well, then you got away with cheating. As well, same.
2: so what happens is, like, if you call the rule on yourself, there's only a one-stroke penalty for telling no. the truth? Is, <laughs> is that what golf does? Like, way way back in the day when they invented this in Scotland, it's like, well, this guy told the <laughs> truth. So let's only give him, and I, you know, my, my best Scottish accent, obviously. Um, let's Actually, only give him one stroke. Be.
1: It might be. Um yeah. no. <laughs> now, once you finish the hole, it might be two strokes. I gotta check into that. That's called Jimbo. <laughs> if you tell the truth, you get a. a, a <laughs> no, me, it's about finishing the
2: hole or so, not. Tell me why you guys do this sport so <laughs> much then. <laughs> hey, if you tell the truth, this can get the over thing. If you tell the truth, that can help your score. I,
1: the, the prosecution rests, everybody. Well, I, I'm not sure don't, I'm right I don't on think that, that, that. I don't know. I don't that. think I'm right on that. But. I hope, for, hey, for your sake, I hope not. I just cheat all the time, so I don't really know the rules that well. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. Dude, you know what we got to do? We have to get that guy back on here, the, the rules expert. Remember? Man, that guy. That's Jimbo. Yeah, yeah We have to get Jimbo back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know – the bottom line is, you should appreciate golf way more for the mental gymnastics that it is. Considering your sport has a plenty of mental gymnastics in it. Oh well, yeah, but
2: I mean, we're t- yeah, the mental. I can't put my my club here. I can't put my club here. I mean, that's putting a certain you know hole in in my bag. Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. Okay.
1: <laughs> we're gonna I'm talk some set. football in a moment, but let's I have the happy so. hour horn because I need a drink.
2: <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs>
3: Is in every drop of Vida de Luis tequila. 100% Blue agave from Tequila, Mexico.
1: Good vibes. It's a celebration! Ah, Vida de Luis, Vita de Luis.com. Check it out. Taste of the islands in every drop. If you go to vida de you can find out where you can get a bottle of VDL and Yale Reposado Blanco. Check out com. Taste of the islands in every drop. Locally owned tequila right here in Jack's Beach. Support local. com. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos on an intense Friday evening Mm -hmm. with all this golf talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in MMA talk. By the way, anything uh, big happen in the MMA this weekend?
2: Yeah, we got MMA this weekend. Uh, it's actually a check your local listing. It's going to be on Saturday afternoon for a little bit of a change-up for everybody. I'll be honest. I'm Is not sure. Is it in Abu Dhabi again? I don't think so. No, it's taking place in Vegas. But it, I think it's like the premiere on um, on ABC they're doing it. Like the main card on ABC. So I'm not sure like what's taken part in terms of something else like during the maybe the Masters I I don't I don't know whatever the case may be, but uh, yeah I think the main card starts at like two something. Um, Marvin Vittori taking on Kevin Holland for the main event. Ka- uh, Kevin Holland a, a short notice fight had a fight a couple weeks ago. Uh, and if you know real quick the cool thing about Kevin Holland when I fought Greg Hardy on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series Kevin Holland was on that card too as well. So, I actually got to, you know, have some interaction with him f- through the entire fight week. Uh, and Kevin Holland is known as being like this brash talker and just kind of like this different type of character, let's just say. Like, even when he's in the cage, he's talking smack and he's being silly and he's laughing, which is crazy when you're in a cage, but that's his style. Well, his last fight, um, He essentially got taken down time and time and time again against this guy by the name of Derek Brunson, and by the third round, it was a five-round fight. Dana White got up and actually walked out of the of the arena instead of not watching this anymore because, like, he thought Holland wasn't really taking the fight seriously. Really, and and it was the main card. Yeah, true story. So Dana White got up and walked out of the arena, uh, and now Holland's fighting essentially like a month later. So this is a huge fight for him because right now, in terms of. Good graces with Dana White. He is not in them, and he 's taken on a a very game opponent, Marvin Vittori, uh, who is a heavy favorite right now,
1: so uh, he thought he was disrespecting the sport in, in a sense, but did he so he ended up winning that fight or he wouldn 't be fighting now? Right? Oh no
2: no, he no he ended up losing the fight I oh, mean it, the yeah fight. it, it wasn 't even close no Kevin Holland lost the fight like decisively because he kept on getting taken down he was laughing and and, and telling jokes on his back, but um obviously it wasn 't a good look for him, and he wasn 't listening to his coaches in the corner, he was kind of talking and. Jack and back with them, so no, he he lost that fight um, by a landslide. But Marvin Vittori's opponent. Um it was supposed to be Darren Till broke his collarbone they needed a last second replacement and Kevin Holland stepped up for it
1: we're going oh okay so that's what ha- i was going to say yeah. it's like you would think you get, you lose the good graces of Dana White uh, is this a marketing ploy by him walking out is this a, oh, little no. for a promotion or because he can just say hey you're not fighting
2: you no for I mean? sure for sure and i'm not sure how many fights Kevin Holland has left on his contract um he was on a, fight, a five fight winning streak he was doing really well for himself but this is a big fight for his standpoint because like i said he is not in good Graces right now at Dana White, and that's not like a some kind of storyline or anything. That's just facts.
1: What? Uh, anything new on your fight schedule, by the way?
2: Uh, we're hoping to uh, probably announce something here maybe in a week or so. Oh, um, th- th- that's all I can really announce at this moment. It's not going to be UFC Jacksonville, so I can put that to bed right now. Sorry, Coach Driscoll, yes. but, uh, but it'll be something exciting.
1: All right, good. Yes. looking forward to it. Uh, announcement coming up. Well-rested after that last bout. I mean, it lasted two and a half minutes. For sure, for sure. Uh, and, uh, but he's been expending a lot of energy on Shockier Mocking on this show. So, uh, Absolutely. Stay uh, in shape. shape. Got Better to stay in shape. <laughs> Better stay in shape if you want to fight the big fish. Let's head into the Florida Sportsman Fishing
0: Report with Rick Riles here on a Friday evening. Rick, how you doing today? You know, I'm doing great, Brent. And may I compliment you on one of the best segues ever because you mentioned <laughs> fighting the big fish. <laughs> And we seem to be off to a good start on Blue Marlin this season. There's been, uh, I know Roger Beal got locked up with one the other day. There were two or three caught during the week and several raised and spotted last weekend. So um, that's a little unusual for us for April, but I tell you what, that's one that'll sure pull your string right there and sure snap. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if we could even put Austin Lane in that fighting chair. That's a that's a big old hunk of fish hey, there. Hey Rick, there. Rick, what if you were to take Austin and I fishing? Which yes. fish would you hope we caught as novice fishermen? You know, I am Brent. When I was 12 years old, I caught my first sailfish. I don't know how many I've caught in my career, but it's been a lot. I've been very blessed. Every one I must see is the first one I ever saw. I would oh, really? I yeah. would love to show you guys a red hot smoking sailfish for your first good fish. Wow, good stuff. Cool. And then we catch enough and then we catch enough mahi to feed the whole neighborhood. And then we would go. <laughs> hey, like hey let's do it. Sign us up. I'm, I'm for it. And I tell you right now. Now inshore fishing has been excellent all week. Uh, the weather changes a little bit of south breeze that's come up has not affected that much at all. The redfish are biting extremely well as are the We need to remind the anglers that the minimum size on flounder is now 14 inches. It's not 12 inches anymore, and the bag limit is 5 instead of 10. That's one of our fish that needs some protection because we've done some over-harvesting there. So uh, keep that in mind when you're flounder fishing. But we're going to be back to check on it again on Monday with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. You guys have a great weekend. You too, too, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Listen to Rick Riles tomorrow
1: morning right here on ESPN 690, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock a.m. And each and every day, 515 Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know, we need like a bachelor party or a wedding gift or something for Coos. What about like a little fishing trip? How would that would would Cody go fishing? Uh, Nicole go fishing? Can we do that? Do we just go with the three of us? I
2: mean, I, I had to w- watch Catfish, the TV show last night with my wife, so she can do whatever I, I I say in terms of fishing. So, cause she owes me one. Cause I was watching that show and it sucks. <laughs> so we're, we're fine. Brent, the lane's all ready to go. Cool, Who's we talking about? I think we're fine. Yeah, it, it, but would your fiance, soon to be wife, be down to go fishing? I
3: uh, I think so. Okay. Um she's allergic to fish. So she can't, so she can't eat hey,
2: Kuz. So then, no would be the correct answer what? in that no, 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 situation. No, 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 no. She what do
3: you fishing, mean, no, She just can't
0: eat it.
2: She can be around it.
0: Yeah, it's not like you a what? live fish. <laughs> she can't eat. Yeah, fish.
2: yeah but she's got to put like the bait on and stuff.
0: Shortest have, marriage ever. Who do that? Who else do that? Shortest
2: I mean, what, what, what are we doing here, man? Like, she's allergic <laughs> or something, and you're gonna take her to <laughs> no. the place where fish live? <laughs>
3: She can like she can touch a live fish. She just Are you can't, sure? Yes, she just can't eat a fish
1: can people, or, or can or she lobster. smell fish? Yeah, it's fine. Are you just saying? That? I mean, no, I don't no, care, dude. No, I'm you know I feel about it. I mean, it, it. It ain't my wife, so, I don't so know she's, she has a shellfish
3: allergy. She is allergic to nickel, which I guess is in most uh, seafood. Interesting.
2: Um, Isn't that well, mercury? Is it nickel or mercury?
3: N- well, nickel. I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe mercury Mercury's has in nickel in it. I don't know. I think Hill, we talked I about. I feel like a country song coming on here.
2: So does does she not handle change?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, she uses a card, so.
2: Yeah, it's
3: a good point. <laughs> but, she but, lives in this era. <laughs>
2: but, but, but but like if you go to the tolls and she's driving through a toll.
3: I'm usually driving. She
2: doesn't drive. If she was to drive through a toll <laughs> though, one time in her entire life, He's would she got
1: all the answers. Would she throw change at it? I what imagine. Would do? Yeah. But hey, isn't hey, that nickel? and... Austin. So, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. He's Come gonna on. go ask her tonight. He doesn't know. No, I, know, I do. I, know he doesn't. I do know. I know. I, mean, I know he
3: doesn't. I've never seen her handle change. No, I haven't seen her do that.
1: Okay. Interesting. All right. We'll we'll forget about the fishing trip <laughs> with the ladies. Okay. We'll, it's we're, not gonna, we're not going to kill Nicole. It was a good trip. Just months into <laughs> your marriage. All right. Um, at least we're not going to be a part not of. Not a lot of
2: hospitals on the open ocean. Yeah. 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 So,
1: but I do. I I really enjoy going fishing. I don't do it a lot. Don't do it enough, but I want to go. Like, let's get the gang together and go.
2: We, go to, we oh Oh see We should have went to Wisconsin for the Packers game. We could go ice fishing, Brent. Oh. You ever been ice fishing
1: before? Yes, I've done a story about ice fishing. I've been ice fishing. And don't say, oh, coos." it's awful. Oh. <laughs> it's negative 35 degrees. Go ahead. And you're sitting there in gloves and go an Eskimo ahead. hat and as many go gloves ahead. as you can get. Okay. You dip in your pole okay. mm-hmm. in a circle, <laughs> cut out of the ice. Okay. 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 Oh, um. Um. Okay. So,
2: hang on. <laughs> First of all, let's just marinate on that real quick. What you yeah. just said. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Marinating. Yeah, been, okay. Good. Buttons day. getting pushed. We we're got. We're not rapping buttons. Not nope. Too nope. late for the we're button. Oh, they too late the for the button. Okay. Hey, Brent. Where'd you go ice fishing at, man? Because you guys are doing it wrong.
1: <laughs> did, you, did you have a shanty? Yeah. Did, you gotta, did, like did a shanty. Did you build a bonfire? Didn't do the bonfire. Cool. I did see some shanties out there.
2: Okay, we, but you weren't sitting on a shanty.
1: No, nah, we did actually have a story on it, uh, which was really kind of a cool story. But yeah, I did I... ask myself, like, is this real? Like, you guys really did you, do this a lot. Did you have a beer in your hand? No, I was doing a story. I was working. Mm. Did you have a beer in your hand? No. Okay, then. <laughs> well, then, all right. Coos, you went, oh, like you wanted to do that. Like, does that Cause sound it's fun? fun? It sounds fun, it's fun to me. I also it's really fun.
3: want, was it Minchu that caught that massive, like, Goliath grouper and yeah. jumped in the water with it?
2: No, I want to do that, too. That wasn't ice fishing, though. No, 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 I know. <laughs> okay, But I want to do that, there's <laughs> too. There's a difference. Okay. okay. <laughs> I want to do both of those. Okay. gotcha.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, where's that off-the-rails button?
2: <laughs> I can't believe you're hitting on ice fishing,
1: man. It's not my point you didn't do it right. Did, did you do? Did you do ice fishing a lot? as a kid or just like once or twice uh
2: no i used to do it a lot um really? yeah i mean my my friends like you know it's like the religion it seems like sometimes but like I, I don't even like fishing I just like going to sit on the ice and we build a fire and we sit in the shanties and hey we just hang out now if it's minus 20 probably not but yeah. if it's you know 10 20 degrees let's I get can, it
1: i could see the bonfire the, the thing about the ice fishing though and this is where you might lose a little bit of the luster versus the open water fishing you know is that you can't like, you can only catch such a big fish in the ice fishing. <laughs> have you seen a northern pike before, Brent? How big is the hole that you're
2: fishing in? It's a big hole. It's big enough, okay? And you can get northern pikes. You should see these northern pikes. Prehistoric animals, if you will. Monster teeth. Don't 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 knock ice fishing. I'm, I, I'm not going to let you know. It's, it's, it's actually one of my, my, one of my, my, my favorite
1: stories we've ever done. Uh, when I think ice fishing, what do you think of? Me? Well, you probably don't because you have, like, hometown, like... Yeah, you remember I'm those days, <laughs> but most people will think <laughs> of TikTok videos. Is, is it a grumpy, movie? Grumpy oh, old man. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, that's what I, I picture. Yep. I picture that right away when yeah. I think ice fishing. Yeah, that, that's essentially the town that I grew up in. <laughs> Not even mine. Uh, all right, uh, we take a break. Come back, talk about the running backs in this draft class, and Florida State spring game on the horizon tomorrow, right here on ESPN six ninety. We talk about it next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety on a Friday. They probably already have one. Cornholing. Austin Lane.
2: <laughs> You're have a call from PR in a little bit here.
1: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. you need to understand how the ball flies off of downhill slopes into uphill greens and conversely uphill slopes into downhill greens and all the above. Uh, we just can't calculate and adjust the numbers very well, and the wind's pretty tricky out here. And the greens are bouncing pretty hard and there you go that's what happened.
0: uh, Is the new driver going to stay in your bag tomorrow?
1: Yeah yeah it's 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 fine it's it's just a couple bad swings on my own and gotta go work on it. That is Bryson DeChambeau 76 in the first round 67 nine shots better today scoring way better today Justin Rose first round leader still in the lead
2: I got a serious question for you, a golf-related question, Brett. What you got? Not even trying to be ironic or silly here. Okay, so, like, how how many clubs can you carry in your bag? 14. Okay, and, like, through this tournament, how many of those clubs do you think these players actually use?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would suspect, I mean, I bet some use all of them. But, oh, okay. Okay. But, but okay. I would suspect probably more like a dozen. I bet oh, there are some clubs that okay. go unused. But four rounds of golf, or even two rounds of golf, you okay. know, that, what, what happens, Austin, is they might have like multiple wedges. Like they might have a sixty-degree sand wedge, and then a fifty-six degree sure. wedge, and well, or, or lob wedge. And so what that else changes.
2: Okay. What I was trying to get at is, you know, the the, the guy that broke his putter today, that had to use you know, the, the the three whatever it was, to putt. I mean theoretically could you have two putters just in case obviously the the putter is very important if one was to break could you have a backup putter on standby yes okay
1: uh you could um but i doubt many people would i think those guys like the way i play i probably could do that out of 14 (laughs) clubs you know because there's probably like a club i'm not going to use like half the time i play yeah but i think those guys purposely have the certain amount of clubs in their bag ready to go uh Good question, though. Brett Martin, no lane. Speaking of golf, uh, one more thing. Reminder $69 for the Dream 18 card this weekend. Go get it. It's a master special. You're already getting discounted golf. Well, it's a discount off the discounted golf now with the card, plus some free stuff as well. Check out ESPN690.com. Great for you, great for somebody else that you know golf uh, likes to golf, loves golf. Um, eight area courses, plus some other businesses. Free hat, free shirt, free smoothie, uh, all the rest. Check it out, ESPN690.com. While you're at ESPN690.com, You can vote for our Honda the Avenues Athlete of the Week as well. Let's talk some football, man. Florida State has their spring game tomorrow. It's not really like the spring game, spring game. We talked about it at the top of the show. But I'm really looking forward to seeing this McKenzie Milton Florida State quarterback. We know what he was at, at UCF. He really was one of the better players in the country at times. He made... UCS program, a national storyline, yeah. or he helped lead it that way. He had a gruesome, horrific injury, and now here he is almost on like the Alex Smith kind of comeback. Uh, it was that bad of an injury, really. And he ends up at Florida State playing in the ACC, a step up in competition, um, you know, by conference. And can he win that job? We, it's a first-impression kind of deal that we get on Mackenzie Milton. I think it's the number one reason to listen here on ESPN 690 tomorrow afternoon or watch Florida State spring game.
2: It is. I mean, you know, we always talk about how important the quarterback position is. And, you know, it, it, I mean, Florida State's they've had their fair share of of missteps, not just from the quarterback position, but, you know, numerous things have transpired. But now you got an opportunity, and like once again, like if we go back to Mackenzie Milton's numbers when he was healthy, you know, his junior year he put up twenty five touchdowns, six interceptions. His sophomore year put up thirty seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. Right, this this guy can be a special player for Florida State pending that obviously he's going to be back to, the, to his old ways. Now, how is that knee going to respond? How can he handle? Because this is one spring game, okay? We're going to get a glimpse of what he can bring to the table. Now, let's assume that the old Mackenzie Milton shows up. That's great. But then the next question comes up, can he handle the grills of a regular season? Can that knee hold up and all of that stuff? But tomorrow you know, tomorrow we get our first question answered of Mackenzie Milton's going to be the guy going forward, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and there's, you know, they've got an athlete, a guy that played and started, what, five games of Jordan Travis. Uh, there's a lot of hype out of there uh, from Mike Norvell, even that he's taking this huge jump and throwing the football. They have other quarterbacks on the roster, but it's just all attention on Milton right now and what, how he can look in this Norvell offense. Remember, Norvell's an offensive guy. I say this all the time. It was one of the big problems with Willie Taggart. They couldn't line up offensively. Norvell and the, and the Knowles didn't have that problem last year. They, could, they looked like they knew what they were doing in terms of getting the play snapped most of the time. Yeah. Uh, they still had obvious improvements to make. And you have to wonder, has he had enough time in the system? How much more will he develop from now until they start? So I, I think the quarterback thing is always a thing. But with Mike Norvell, year two, this system, uh, and just the storyline of Milton, it, it all revolves around him. But you mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, they have other options at QB. It could be quite the battle, depending on how Milton plays.
2: Yeah, it definitely could be the battle. You know, it's like I said, I think, like, you know, Purdy is kind of like that Norvell type of player. Um, I think there's a relationship there. But here's the thing, and don't get it twisted. Like, Purdy is definitely a young guy. He got his first taste of experience, um, you know, this this past season. Played in three games, two touchdowns, one interception. And the quarterback rating was not bad. But you saw him out there, and, you know, he looked like a freshman. He looked like a kid that was taking his first snaps and didn't look the most comfortable. That's all we know off of him right now. We know what Jordan Travis can bring to the table. Um, And then you got Roadmaker as well. We don't really know too much about. But we've seen Mackenzie Milton. And we do know that. When Mackenzie Milton's on, he's a dynamic and a, and a great quarterback. We do know that. Now, the question remains, can he go back to what it was at it UUCF? But all these guys right now on the roster, the one thing for sure is if you get the old Mackenzie Milton – well, then he's going to be the starter. Hands Absolutely. down, no questions asked. It's just yeah. the question, can you get the old Mackenzie Milton back?
1: Be an incredible upgrade for him, right? If yes. they could do that. Uh, uh, we mentioned the running backs earlier in the show. Oh, and just quick mention, first of all, the offensive line, I think there's some confidence in Tallahassee about the offensive line for a first time in a long time. What that, what we will see tomorrow, I have no idea in that regard. It's kind of like the defense in these spring games, like, okay, yeah, what can, did we really yeah. learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the receivers are interesting to watch. To me, this is the most unproven Group of receivers I can remember. Uh, I'm a big, this big Florida State fan. I'll tell you, every single guy that's ever played through there for the last uh, 15, 20 years. But, I mean, there really isn't a name that pops at you either. We're going to learn about their receivers as we go. And, of course, Mackenzie Milton can make that easier.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's crazy because when you, when you have the offensive line, that like I always say, Brent, it's one of the most cliche things in all of sports, right? But you win in the trenches, and yes, you have a question. of Mackenzie Milton can be the, the the guy that he once was. Um, yes, you have a question of you know can, can the running game um pick up where it left you know it kind of took off from last year a little bit. Can can that pick up and the, can keep the momentum going? But to me, it all comes down to that offensive line because it doesn't matter the quarterback that you bring in or the running game that you have or the dynamic receivers that you have because we've seen all those things, Brent. We've seen dynamic playmakers at Florida State. We've seen speed at Florida State. And 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 we've seen some promising prospects that played in the NFL at Florida State recently. But what we haven't seen is it all put together with a dominant offensive line. And I think that if they can make that progress this year, and once again, we're not going to see it fully fledged in a spring game. But if their offensive line can return to dominance like it once was, and you take those weapons, and maybe you take Mackenzie Milton well, then you might have something special there on offense.
1: Yeah, and you got to be able to score and move up and down, and then everything else can work around that. Uh, Mike Norvell, year two, we kind of get a glimpse coming up. By the way, Mike Norvell is doing a cool thing. Because the dead period in recruiting, he's actually making a tour of the state and putting on youth clinics. It's coming to Jacksonville in May as well. We'll talk to Mike Norvell in the next couple weeks about that. But I like what they're doing there, getting the coaching staff out and about, putting on some youth clinics. It's a good idea to get the brand of Florida State out in front of kids as well. Uh, So... Uh, that's a nice audible on their part, given the recruiting dead period and everything that's going on uh, in college sports. If you're curious about the game tomorrow afternoon it'll be on ESPN 690, also the ACC Network, and here's what it's going to look like. Two 12-minute quarters with a TV timeout programmed for the first change of possession after the six-minute mark in each quarter. Both quarters 11-on-11 scrimmage, but they'll also mix in some work and stuff. These are glorified practices. We know what they are now. Uh, they are not super exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from a viewing standpoint, but still something to see from a football standpoint in Tallahassee for Florida State. Hey, one other thing I want to get to before I jump out, you finish up the show uh, here on a Friday. Uh, running backs in the NFL. I saw this on Pro Football Focus. It was pretty interesting. And they they, they rank all the positions. That's kind of what Pro Football Focus does. Mm-hmm. But real quick, I'm going to rip down this and, and tell me if something jumps out, but best home run speed, Travis Etienne. Okay. Toughest to bring down, Javante Williams from North Carolina. Uh, best zone runner, uh, Khalil Herbert from uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, best gap runner, Javante Williams, North Carolina. Best gap back, Puka Williams, Kansas. Best goal back, Najee Harris, Alabama. Best hands, Najee Harris, Alabama. It jumps out at me that the best goal line back in the best hands guy is the same guy. Yeah. How unusual is that? Um, It's a, it's a little unusual,
2: but it kind of just goes to show you just how dynamic that guy is then. Right? So. Remember
1: some of the plays he made the open field last year? I mean, it was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they also put, like, biggest catch radius. Harris has that as well. Uh, best vision, Jarrett Patterson. Remember the kid out of Buffalo put up all those crazy numbers? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and... Uh, Demetrik Felton out of UCLA they put him in the running back class here I've also seen him in the mix from a wide receiver position uh, and they do call him the best route runner here okay. so where he plays in the NFL ton of speed and I've seen some things on Felton that say he could be a heck of a value pick somewhere late middle rounds late in the draft like if if it clicks he's just so raw at some of it because he hasn't played the position that much, mm. but depending on how a team uses them, some people think there's tremendous upside uh, out of the kid out of UCLA. Jags have gone to the well on UCLA before, by the way, and had some luck from Maurice Jones-Drew to uh, Mercedes Lewis to Miles Jack. So
2: That's the guy that Daniel Jeremiah is a big
1: fan of. Oh, which one? The last one? Yep.
2: Yeah the, yeah, the guy from UCLA. We broke down yesterday. That Shockey was that guy.
1: Yep. Oh, that was him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, and so we're I forget in the Shock Your Mock where we had him, but I think he depending on where teams want to play. He was late in the
2: draft, if I'm not mistaken.
1: But do you know if he was listed as a? I think he was listed as a halfback. No. Yeah. He's he, he's listed as
2: a halfback, but he was making all his money at the uh, at the Senior Bowl, kind of like. As a halfback, but in the receiving game,
1: obviously. Okay, yeah, and that's the thing. It's how you're going to use a guy like that. Um, So I I thought that was pretty interesting. ETN, again, with that speed, right? So what does Urban Meyer say? We want some speed. we got to get a little faster. Okay, my mind goes there a little bit. The Felton guy a little bit later on because you can find some diamonds in the rough late in the draft. Uh, So keep an eye on some of those names. I thought the pro football focus there was interesting. And Javante Williams, people are following. They love him. I mean, they absolutely love them. And North Carolina has a couple of running backs. Michael Carter, uh, as well. So, um, there's some running back talk, even though I don't believe the Jags will take a running back on the first two days of the NFL draft, but it could happen on day three. We right, take a break. We come back. We finish up a week here in Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I gotta go run, do some TV stuff. Austin Lane will take it home from here. Have a good weekend, fellas. Sounds good,
2: man. Appreciate it.
1: And when we come back,
2: uh, gotta get something off my chest. There's a giant event going on this weekend, and we haven't talked about it yet. And I don't blame us not for talking about it because there's a reason behind it. But um, it goes to show you how, in two years, the whole landscape of a professional sport can change. I'll break that down next year on ESPN 690. Welcome back to ESPN 690. Austin Lane, co-host Brett Martino doing something on the TV side of things. So I'm going to take us through the weekend here. One last segment to go. We're almost there. We got one foot in the parking lot, but it's all good. We're going to finish strong. And we're going to finish strong with something I love to talk about on this show. And it's something that completely baffles me. Um, and it's something that we haven't even really brought up that we should because it's that big, but we haven't brought it up yet. Kuz, there is a big sporting event taking place this weekend. You know what it is? Hint. Uh, Actually, it's... Masters. Yeah, yeah. and and, and enough about that. But there's also something else taking place um, in Tampa Bay, actually, this weekend. Saturday and Sunday. WWE? Correct. Ah. WrestleMania. Oh, wow. Is this weekend. Now, to to paint the picture a little bit, we've had Gary Barnage a couple years ago discuss WrestleMania stuff right? Last year, when we were at the Players' Championship and Wrestlemania broke that they weren't going to have a a live crowd because of COVID-19, we got some of our biggest numbers. Wrestlemania is happening Saturday and Sunday, and nobody is talking about it, including myself. And it's not for a lack of effort, it's just for a lack of, right now, the landscape of the, I guess, professional wrestling, but also the WWE. You know, like, I'm a big AEW fan, obviously, right? I'm a I'm a Tony Khan supporter. You know, I, I mean, I'm not breaking any news there. But let's set one thing straight. I've been a wrestling fan before AEW came along, and I'll be a wrestling fan, continued on, um, regardless of what they do. I just love the, the sport of professional wrestling. And it's something I can share with my son now, and it's awesome. But if you want to know how good AEW is doing right now, what's the biggest story in wrestling maybe this year? It's probably Sting. Right, is it Sting coming back? And AEW, Sting is all elite, right? Like that—that's a huge story. How many people right now are talking about WrestleMania? What's the main event of WrestleMania? There is just there is no hype this year. And keep in mind, they're bringing fans back to uh, to the stands as well. This is going to be in front of a live crowd. Uh, It's going to be the first time in a long time, Uh, and it's going to be two nights. But nobody right now is talking about WrestleMania. Hopefully they have some big surprise up their sleeve because I feel like they need a a B-12 shot um, in that company. Because it's like I always say, WrestleMania is essentially the season finale of any show, right? And you know how good that show is doing when they talk about the season finale. Regardless of what you thought about Game of Thrones, people were hyped up for the season finale. WandaVision, people were hyped up for that season finale. How many people are truly hyped up for the season finale of the WWE being Wrestlemania. Maybe I'm not seeing them, Maybe I'm around the wrong circles. But I'm not hyped up for it. I'm not going to it. And I, and I could go to it. But it's just, to me, it's lost its luster a little bit. Hopefully that they find that B12 shot. For Justin Who's pushing all the right buttons, Brent Martineau, I'm Austin Lane. Y'all have a great weekend. Y'all stay safe. Stay casual. X gonna give it to you. Have a good one.